Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He covers the Cleveland Browns for the Akron Beacon Journal and does a great job at that. You can follow him on Twitter at CEasterlingABJ. Chris Easterling joining us on the show. And Chris and I... Engaged in a little bit of a text back and forth on Friday, which kind of inspired me inviting him on the show today because I had shared the article from Aaron Wilson on social media where he said the Browns still likely favorites for Hopkins, but he would have an interest in return to the Texans, blah, 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 blah. And the article, we, we got a kick out of the fact that the article had no mention of the Cleveland Browns whatsoever. Well, <laughs> no, no. The original article had no mention of the four words not in the in the article were Deshaun, Watson, Cleveland, or Browns. And then I think it got pointed out enough that they took the article down. Did they really? And like they took the article down and then wow. put something back up where it was in the lead. They put Deshaun Watson in the lead. It was wow. like three graphs. It went from like uh, it went from like a twenty to. I mean, you read it. I mean, it was this long right, right. story, basically about the Texans' possible interest in, in DeAndre Hopkins, with no mention of Deshaun Watson or the Browns, to this three paragraph thing that basically, you know, oh yeah, Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> They they could reconnect in Cleveland. See, so, I, uh, I left the I left the article on Friday after reading it. I didn't go back and realize that they took it down. Is that good SEO practice to delete it and then put it back up? Couldn't they have just gone back in and added something to the beginning, or is that not smart for the SEO uh, stuff? Well, see, you know, I, I think you can. Uh, no, but that tweet is uh, that is uh, that is SEO gold. There was that. The, oh the, no the, doubt uh, the the tweet, but. Uh, no, you can get in there and, and rework it. I mean, we all do. In this day and age, you know, where it's web first for, for us uh, 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 scribes, uh, you know, you get in there and you update your work, yeah. and, you know, as as things progress. But uh, to take it all down and then replace it, yeah, that's a little uh, – <laughs> That, that might be a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. Chris Eastling joining us on the hotline. Well, Chris, after that initial conversation, our our text conversation kind of divulged more into Hopkins specifically and why or why not he would be a fit here in Cleveland. And you kind of brought up a point and an angle that I hadn't thought as much about where 
you know, is he a good fit for the locker room and what does adding him really do to, for this team in that way? Why do you think that maybe Hopkins wouldn't be a good fit for the locker room, but also just for this roster? Well, I mean, I've also had some time to think about it since, since our original text. I think maybe you can make it work. Look, I think they have the ideal number one receiver right now on the roster to handle something like this because Amari Cooper isn't the yeah. – you know, he, he, he just, he seems to, he's the, the consummate pro. And, and if they brought DeAndre Hopkins in, I think he would be able to see the big picture and say, Hey, that's less, you know, maybe less mileage on my, wear, on my body. My question was, you know, you've got a couple of younger, younger receivers on this roster in, in Donovan and, and Elijah Moore, who, Hopkins, excuse me, may be taking, you know, may take some some catch some targets away from them, yeah. some needed targets away from them. For I mean, Donovan's in a contract here. You know, this is uh, I believe this is year four. Let me let yeah, public school math tells me it's year four. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, feel your pain on that one. It, uh, and then Elijah, you know, he just comes out of a out of a situation in New York where he's sort of odd man out. Now he's coming here, and you know, I think they can placate him a little bit because I think the way they're going to use Elijah more, you know, as as you you watch him in OTAs, is he's going to be kind of a Swiss Army knife type of receiver where. They're just going to line him up everywhere and just, mm. I mean, let it, let you know, let him cook a little bit. But again, it's targets. You know, these all guys all want the football. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, I guess that's the big question. When you know, when it comes to locker room chemistry and that sort of thing, chemistry in the receiving room is, you know, because again, the whole reason we're talking DeAndre Hopkins right now. Is because of who the quarterback is. Yeah. And if you're a receiver and you go, you have to wonder, I mean, in the back of your mind goes, okay, well, this was Watson's guy in Houston. When push comes to shove, he, I mean, it, it's sort of, it's muscle memory, isn't it? I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to look to Hopkins. You know, when in doubt, look to DeAndre. Uh, and you have to wonder if that's going to, be in the back of some people's, some of these guys' minds, you know, am I, is he just going to look to Hopkins now? Yeah. Hopkins yeah. has to be here for him to look at him, which is the, you know, the, the maybe $15 million question or whatever. So uh, the other thing we sort of were texting, you mentioned that you could see it be almost becoming like a Jadeveon Clowney round two type situation where like, obviously we know how that kind of, fizzled out at the end and the relationship was bad and he was only playing on certain downs and, and all these different things. Um, were you referring to that specifically with Hopkins or do you think like his presence just means that would happen with other players? I, I'm sorry. I just got distracted because the lady just rode by on a horse. Oh my gosh! I can't say I've ever had this happen where that was. That is, I can imagine you though, Chris. Horse down the sidewalk. I can, yeah, that's wild. I I can imagine just looking out the window. I'm I'm sorry. Um, Look, you you hear reports out of Arizona that DeAndre wasn't the type that liked to practice a lot. Mm. Who's, Who's that sound like? 
Now, to be fair to both DeAndre Hopkins and Jadavian Clowney, I thought Clowney showed up on Sundays. Even down the stretch last year, I thought Jadavian Clowney showed up on Sundays and played hard in December last year. And DeAndre Hopkins, if you look at his numbers this last year in Arizona before the you know, before the injuries and everything, he you know, he put up good numbers. So that's where the combination sort of comes in is like Yeah. You know, is he going to want to is he going to want to put the work in Wednesday Wednesday through Saturday? You know, to to get you know because I think you get him to Sunday, yeah, he'll perform if he can stay healthy. That's the other thing. This is a guy who's only played 19 games in the last two years combined. So, um, you know, there's just some questions. You know, he's older again. Like you know, like Clowney. I mean, so there's maybe I don't think it's a stretch to see the comparison a little bit, but at the same time, when it gets to it comes to playing on Sundays, when he does play, both Clowney and Hopkins, I think you know, yeah, they show up. Yeah, and I do think the added presence of Deshaun Watson maybe is a factor there, where he kind of keeps him on the straight and narrow. You would imagine. But, yeah, there's, I, I understand where you're going with that now a little bit more clear. Chris Easterling of the Akron Beacon Journal joining us here on the hotline. I, I, I want to sort of look back at OTAs a little bit. I know we got mandatory minicamp starting this coming week. But um, just how much should fans take away from what we see at OTAs? It's not full pads and, you know, going at it with each other in these one-on-ones and all these different things that we get at training camp. It's a little bit more structured. Um, and, yeah, it's great that on social media you get to see these, you know, dart passes from Deshaun Watson to Elijah Moore and Marquise Goodwin and whoever. But we've seen that before with OBJ making one-handed catches of practice, and then we saw how that fizzled out sometimes in the field. So just how much should fans – how much stock should fans put in what we, what we get to see and take away from OTAs or what you guys get to report is happening at OTAs? Probably next to nothing, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I mean, if we're being real, I mean, I, I we we had Jim Schwartz available to us uh, last week, and we were asking him, and he was basically dismissing everything. He's like, "Look, we can't. I mean, we're, we're everybody's in t-shirt and you know helmets. I mean, we're you can't play if you're not playing football. It's all walkthroughs and you know this that. I mean, it, I, I think it's." I think sometimes it's good just to be able to see. You can see, you can kind of get an idea of what, of these guys and the shape they're in, and, and that sort of thing. But you know, in terms, and maybe you can get some some glimpses into formations and rotations and that sort yeah. of thing. But anything more than that, I, I think you're just we. You can, and we all do it. It's paralysis by analysis. It's, it's the only thing we have, so you know we're going to, you know we're going to, you know we're going to pound on it as, as much as possible. But you know, at the end of the day, it's more they're they're, they're knocking the rust off. They're getting they're slowly part. It's just part of the build up to what you eventually see in training camp in the next month. That's where you really start to see stuff that I think you can really kind of sink your teeth into it and start to make judgments off of mm. this stuff. I think it's, it's sort of, uh, it's sort of like the Caesar salad you get before the meal. I mean, it's, 
It's nice. It hits the spot. Well, but bring it, me the steak, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> Chris Easterling joining us here on the hotline. Follow him on Twitter at C Easterling ABJ. Well, speaking of you know taking certain things away, I know you wrote this piece. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I know just based off the headline, um, it sounds like, which I know is da- a dangerous game to play anyway. So I will promise. I promise I will go back and read this after the show. But you're writing that, you know, Alex Van Pelt says there's a lot of work to do to get this new offense fully operational around Deshaun Watson. It's interesting because we've had Daryl on a number of times, and he's kind of talked about how one of the biggest things he has taken away from OTAs is just the difference in Deshaun from a year ago during this portion of the program to now it looks night and day, and so he certainly looks better. But from what we're getting from Alex Van Pelt, it sounds like, and what you're writing – maybe still some work to do on that front. And should that make fans nervous at all that there's maybe still some bigger hurdles to clear on that side of the football? No, I, I think it's more the offense in general. I think, actually, I think what Alex is saying, and then when you read the story, I think it's, it, it, I, I tried to make the point, is it's May, it's June. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is, we're not there yet. Basically, you know, he basically says there's still work to get done because I mean, let's be honest. Amari Cooper hasn't been on the field with yeah. with his offense. Joel Batonio hasn't been here. Nick Chubb hasn't been here. So I mean, there's a lot of work to still be done to get the offense to know exactly where the offense is going to be. And to, and to be honest, I, I agree with well, first off, I agree wholeheartedly with Daryl because I thought you know last Wednesday Deshaun looked really sharp. For what you know, what it was, you know, for OTAs, I thought it compared especially to the week before. But even Deshaun said when we talked to him last Tuesday at the golf outing, he was asked about if the rust was gone. He goes, "I have no idea. I mean, I can make all these throws in OTAs and do all that, but uh, we're not going to know until week one." So all I can do is get one for you, his words, one percent better every day, and you know just keep working and all all that. And I think that's what that's sort of what Alex Van Pelt was uh, was saying is like I like where it's positive, but we still have you know let's not let's not you know let's not crown this offense you know yeah. the Kansas City like the Kansas City Chiefs or or something like that because. You know, there's still a lot of work to be done between now and and, and that that Bengals game in the opener. On the opposite side of the ball, it sounds like there's been some high praise for the defense and just Jim Schwartz. Just how uh, what's the difference you've noticed in going from Joe Woods last year to Jim Schwartz this year and the way that he's kind of commanding that group and changing some things? I, I for one thing, uh, you know, it, it's Jim's presence. It, it, it's sort of. Um, Omnipotent is that the right word? I, I work in words. That doesn't mean I have to know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he makes he's ever present. You know, you're you're drawn to him because he makes you drawn to him because he puts himself right in the middle uh, of everything because he's trying to he you know he he himself said I'm trying to hear the communication that's going on. I'm trying to hear what people are saying you know, how they're communicating and everything. And, uh, you know, which is great because that communication was a huge issue last year, especially in the back end of the, 
of the defense. And, and the back end of the defense is another area where I think you notice a difference because you see Denzel Ward playing inside. You see Martin playing inside a little bit. You know, Jim, Jim sort of came out and said, he goes, look, you know, we make a big deal about that slot corner spot. And I think in the reality of it's going to be that their main, Greg may end up being that guy, but he's not going to be the only guy. They're going to, mm. you know, they're going to, it's going to depend, depending on if you need, if you have a big physical guy that you have to deal with there in the slot, maybe you put a Denzel in there. Maybe you put a Martin in there to handle that physicality, or maybe, you know, you go with the three safety look and, and put that third safety in there because, you know, just it, it's going to be more matchup dependent, you know, game to game, opponent to opponent, it sounds like, than a blanket. You you know, when we're in three corner, you know, we're in the nickel, Martin and Denzel are outside, Greg's inside. Or, you know, we go three safeties and, you know, Rodney's the third, Rodney McLeod's the third safety. But that's sort of been my big takeaways what he's sort of done to the secondary and the, the word that comes to mind is just versatility i guess you know to boil this all down to yeah. to one thing is everything about his defense is about versatility the more you're I, you're going i'm certain you're going to see three defensive ends on a four band at least three defenses defensive ends on a four band front at some point Multiple, many times, actually, I could see. Heck, I could see going four defense, all four defensive linemen being, in, you know, pass rushers. I mean, they have that that personnel, you know, linebacker. You know, all through this, back to this defense, I, it's about just versatility. And, and the more versatile you are, the more valuable you are to to this defense and to what he can do with you. Chris Easterling, Follow him on Twitter at C Easterling ABJ. He, of course, covers the Cleveland Browns for the Akron Beacon Journal, and you can find that article we referenced on his Twitter page as well, or uh, obviously at the uh, beaconjournal.com. Chris, always appreciate the time. Some great insight as always. Let's uh, do it again soon, all right, my man? Absolutely. Appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, no more people walking by on horses down your. your <laughs> I. I, 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 I I, I don't. I have no words. I, I don't know where you live, like what, what city you're in, or anything specifically. But I, I'm, I'm envisioning that it must be somewhat of like a rural area. People are just walking down the street on horses. I mean, it's a small <laughs> bedroom community. I live on a main state route, mm. like where cars are flying by, and there's this lady. I mean, she's like dressed like she's uh, like she's going to you know go compete in an equestrian event. Just, <laughs> Down down the the sidewalk. Wow. <laughs> Things you, you never know what you're going to see in Northeast Ohio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.